So may I speak to you now in the name of God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. So one of the many things I have discovered uh, about you at St. Matthew's and this coming Lent is that there's going to be a lot of thinking about your rule of life. Rule of life, that's... That's a bit interesting, isn't it? I don't know what it was like when you were at school, um, but you probably had lots of rules, like um, not running in the corridor. Uh, girls probably had rules about how long or short um, their, their skirts were going to be, and boys had rules about what they had to do with their ties. Uh, and if you're very old like me, there were all sorts of rules, uh, particularly if you were a boy, about the length of your hair. And the problem with rules was that, of course, if you broke them, you got into very serious trouble, either from your form teacher or perhaps even from the headmaster. And if you were ever running down the corridors, somebody would shout, you know, with a great loud voice, don't run, boy, or, or whatever it was. So does that mean that we're going to have a rule of life and if we break it, almighty God's going to get very cross with us. Or even worse than almighty God getting very cross with us, of course, would be Father Naylor getting cross with us. That would be very, very seriously terrifying. <laughs> so I just sort of wonder about this rule of life idea. Let's think about that, but while we think about that, let me tell you a story. It was just before John's ninth birthday that his mum and dad noticed something wasn't quite right. What they noticed was that John no longer had friends back home after school. He no longer had friends back to kick a football around in the yard or to play on the Xbox or whatever. And his mum and dad were a bit worried. So one day, John's dad took him to one side and said, John, is everything all right at school? Because you know you can tell your mum and me if there's anything that worrying you. And John, because of the age he was, just sort of looked at the ground and shook his head. Are you absolutely certain everything's all right, said his dad. And John just looked at the ground and grunted. John said his dad, this isn't to do with your mam's hands, is it? And John just looked at the ground and said nothing. John said his dad, I think I need to tell you something because you're old enough now. When you were very little, one and you were you just got to the stage where you were learning to walk. One day, your mum was outside, and I think she was hanging up the washing or something. And she heard you scream. And it was a scream like she'd never, ever heard you scream before. 
and she rushed in to see what was going on. And what had happened was that you were trying to walk and you'd got yourself up, but you'd lost your balance and you'd fallen into the fire and your clothes were on fire. And you know, John said his dad, you know what your mum did? With her bare hands, she smothered you to stop the flames burning your clothes anymore and she got you to safety. But you know, your mum's hands were very, very badly burned. And you're too young, you don't remember it now. But your mum had to be in hospital for a very long time and she had to have lots of difficult operations and that's why her hands look the way they do. John just went on looking at the floor and said nothing. Two or three weeks later, John's mum and dad noticed that things were getting back a bit more to normal. And one day, John had his really best friend back, and they were kicking around a football outside. And his dad overheard John saying to his bestest friend, when we go inside for our tea, just you look at my mum's hands. They're like that. She did it for me because she loved me. She did it for me because she loved me. That's why her hands are the way they are. And in these coming weeks, as we go through Lent, as we journey towards Good Friday and Easter, I think what we're doing is we are discovering how much God loves us. When we eventually get to Good Friday, we're going to find ourselves saying, at least I hope we're going to find ourselves saying, Jesus did that for me because he loved me. And when we come to Maundy Thursday, the night before Good Friday, we'll discover in church that St. John will say to us about Jesus, he had always loved those who were his in the world. And now he was to show the full extent of his love. I don't know what hymns you sing here at St. Matthew's, but you may even find yourself singing that hymn that has those wonderful words, amazing love. How can it be that thou, my God, shouldst die for me? So these coming weeks of Lent are perhaps about discovering how much we are loved by God. It's about discovering again how much God will do to show how much he loves us. So just to go back to that rule of life, I wonder what happens if we think of that rule of life which you're going to be working on in these coming weeks. If we look at the rule of life as a love letter that we send to Jesus. 
And when we eventually get to Easter, and I think you're, I'm not quite sure, but I think perhaps you're going to bring your rules to be blessed by Bishop Lindsay. Perhaps we're going to find, or rather hope we're going to find ourselves with those rules of life, saying to Jesus, Jesus, you have loved me so much, I want to love you more. And so we're going to be saying in our rule of life something like, Jesus, I want to come to Mass more often because I want to learn to love you more. I want to read my Bible more because I want to discover more about you and I know that that is going to help me to love you more. I want to come and confess my sins at least once a year because I want to experience how much you love me just as I am. And I want in your name and with your help to serve those in need because I want them to know that they are deeply loved, just as I am deeply loved by you. In other words, we're going to be saying to Jesus, Jesus, I want to receive your light because I know deep, deep down that there's nothing better for me. I want to walk in your light because I know that that's the very, very best place to walk. And I want to reflect your light because I want many, many more people to discover how much they're loved by you. And I just think that as we go through Lent and as you think about what you're going to want to write in your rule of life, we're going to be doing that joyfully because we're doing it out of love for Jesus. And that, of course, is the very best thing to do, because Jesus has loved us so much. And you know, I have a hunch, because I think this is how God the Holy Spirit works, that as you go through Lent and you come to the sessions in the weekdays to, to think more about your rule of life, I think deep down inside you, without any difficulty at all, you are going to know exactly what you need to write in your rule of life. And that's probably going to be different for each person here in church this morning. But you will just know what you need to write out of love for Jesus. So I just wonder and this, of course, is what the lead, job, lead task is all about. I just wonder what God is going to be prompting you to write in your rule of life. What God is going to be prompting you to write out of your love for Jesus, who has loved us all so very, very much. He died on the cross for me because that is how much he loves me. So may there be real blessings for each one of you this Lent. Real blessings as you discover again how deeply 
deeply you are loved by God. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.